0: You want to know about Guy, do you? Oh man, there's definitely some weird things to say about Guy. Pretty sure out of the three, he was the least balanced. Always seemed to talk to himself, looking off into the middle, middle distance. Um, I don't think I've ever met anybody who get quite as dirty as him and still be happy about it. Is just just definitely an odd sort of person there uh he had some experience or whatever to get to his gifts um and it just i don't know if that's what left him to be weird or if he was always weird and just has this gift as an extra thing i do believe he's a few colors short of the full rainbow if you get my meaning however but otherwise he was he was a pretty good pretty good he was a reliable sort uh definitely came through on situations and not an overall bad guy but definitely definitely interesting is probably the best way to describe him. So we will start off with guy living at the homestead um, in inside the territory of Nordica. tiny little off the main road hamlet where they raised mostly goats. Uh, Nordica is a colder climate, lots of pine tree, lots of uh, sort of tundra area, depending on where you're at. They're an interesting group of people, and interesting in the fact that uh, they live under the authority of the Temple of Ordos, in a sort of theocratic sort of... uh, governmental entity the temple runs the cities they run the castles they run the roads they're the military force probably the closest description to a historical thing from our world would be when the papal states had a military might of their own so they're very much that very strict Um, their penalties for laws are strict it's a group of men and women in cloaks and funny hats that uh run and regulate everything probably a boring place i would think but it suited guy fine when his in his younger years and his family fine as they lived there for generations on this farmstead and however being born on a farmstead in nordica and hiding a secret and from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like it'd be that terrible of a secret, but in the lands of Nordica, it was a very terrible secret to hide. So we'll have Guy over here. What does this homestead look like where you're raising your your family's raising goats? Give us a little bit of a place here.
1: Well, first things first, it's not much to look at uh, Depending on who you ask And if anybody you ask happens to be uh, A few steps above literate Then it's exactly as described Not much to look at We've got a few goats um, A little bit of crop fields to help uh Make ends meet As far as feeding the animals And uh, one chicken uh, c- so
0: It's always that one chicken yeah. Well, Never like that one chicken. Well,
1: it's a lucky chicken. Uh, sometimes it lays two eggs a day, and that makes breakfast uh, extra tasty.
0: It also would make you quite a bit of money in, uh, if you go to today's time. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> two eggs, man. That's, what, two bucks right there? Sign me up. Well. No, no, I'm kidding. <clears throat> so. So, Guy. Um, how. How many siblings does this guy have? Five and a half. Five and a half? Yeah, one on the way. I don't want to know what the half means.
1: Well, half a halfling is a quarterling.
0: (laughs) That is probably the lamest and oldest joke that exists for halflings.
1: Well, the other thing you could say about the farmstead is it's not necessarily original when you compare it to other Homesteads, <laughs> <clears throat> but
0: all right. So we'll we'll start off with uh, a fairly young, a fairly young guy uh, taking care of the animals on the farmstead. I would think we'll start in the early morning. You just had breakfast with your family.
1: It was a lucky day. There was two eggs. <laughs> also, uh, so you're hol- for context. Uh, Guy is short for Guyverson uh, But usually that's only said When he's in trouble Or when he's trying to be fancy
0: mm. I have a feeling he gets in trouble a lot
1: I feel like he tries to be fancy a lot
0: <laughs> All right, So you, your family had just had breakfast uh, They have a Ritual every morning where the whole family gets together, you all sit. All the all the children sit on the bench side of this table. Uh, they have this big long bench where all the children can sit to eat. You have uh, the mom and dad who are making their making the food up, getting breakfast ready, keeping the kids in line. You, as the oldest, uh, have to have to manage your younger siblings, make sure they don't get out of line, make sure they're waiting, they're not getting into. Things are not supposed to do while food is being made and readied. And like you said, it was a lucky day, so you have extra eggs for breakfast, and the family carries on with their antics, and then you go you are sent out to go take care of some chores. And the first chore you get given is your father walks up after breakfast and says, Guy, you you go muck out the stables for the goats we need to move them to the new barn before the snow comes in yes pa so as you head out the door you grab a you grab a rake and a bucket
1: and a clothespin and make... <laughs> yeah. not one of the good clothespins ma'll tan my hide
0: and head out to the head out to the barn. Uh, it's the barn that's typically used uh, during the winter and the colder days. Uh, it's the one closest to the home. So if anything, if there's any situation where they need to go out and check on them, they're really close to the house rather than the normal barn, which is out in the open. This one's kind of up in the trees, so there's less there's less vegetation for the goats to eat when they're let out. So if you have to let them out, you have to walk with them further, but you're able to get in there if anything, if there's a need to get in there to help them out. So you got Guy in here just raking and mucking out the stables. So I would like from Guy, while you're doing this activity, (coughs) boy, I would like for a, I hate when your nose just starts randomly itching, and it's like, go away, stop it. Right. So let's give a. I want to say in athletics to try to keep you know your breath held when it's in the stinky bits, and trying to get the uh, get everything cleaned up before you can bring the goats, before you can lay down fresh for the goats.
1: Well, that's a twelve for my guy.
0: Nice. So he actually was pretty good. You know, you're used to it. It's definitely stinky, but you're used to it. You've had to clean them out before. You've been around the goats for at least a few years now. Well, well, I'm
1: also the oldest. i got to set a good example for my siblings if any of them decide to (laughs) stay behind and help with the homestead after I take over.
0: Yep, yep. So, So you are, you're cleaning, you're keeping your breath held. Uh, one of your, one of your brothers will poke his head into the doors and say, "the the the cart is brought up with the water to clean once the floors are cleaned, of all the hay."
1: All right, thanks for letting me know.
0: No. We chuck the blocks underneath the wheels, and he'll take off running to go do some more of their chores. And I guess get Guy can give a perception check here. Uh, What'd you roll?
1: Is that like with or without modifiers?
0: No modifiers. This is young. So it's just child a flat guy.
1: 20 for all this stuff, right? Correct. 10. Middle kay. of
0: the road. So I would say, guy kind of listens for a little bit to hear to listen to his uh, his brother kind of run run down away from the uh, the barn. That's uh, the kind of that's the middle kid. The kind Robert. Of, <laughs> the kind of squishy sound that you know it makes when you run on mud. Um, and after listening to that for a little bit, uh, guy is. Fair, is definitely fairly certain that he is now alone and there's still some more of this barn to clean.
1: Right. Well. Does this is mean what I think it means?
0: Yeah, I mean, he has to... Sh- use his use his secret powers that he's hiding oh, oh. Well, once he's once he's left alone he knows nobody will say anything so he can use him to get his chores done faster
1: oh, I do a look slowly beat my face halfway out of the entrance you know look around like hmm mm-hmm. look both ways before I'm casting a spell and uh, I'm gonna do a little finger waggle and a little mumble of Rasmataz or whatever my magic words are it's all made up words i don't know anything yet and uh going to use some prestidigitation to try to clean up some of the goat the goat pucky
0: so you can clean up little little areas with it some of the more some of the more the the dirtier areas where you you know take you a, a lot longer if you were to muck them by hand, so you're able to use your magic to clean them up faster.
1: So. Guy has often wondered where the dirt goes. <laughs> he shudders to find out someday.
0: Kind of reminds me of an uh, old advertising thing way back when, if you remember uh, Mass Effect 2 with the portal gun.
1: No, but that sounds like some copyright stuff, <laughs> so let's not talk about eh. it too much more.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a really funny joke. They basically were like, where does this Where does this go? And then it cuts to a scene where uh, the enemies they just shot it at get deposited into a giant toilet that's flushing.
1: Uh, yeah either that or like maybe uh, like warlocks have a patron right Mm -hmm. Um, maybe the patrons are a little bit like mob guys where they run uh, interdimensional uh, landfills
0: that's pretty funny
1: where yeah like you need to get rid of a body it goes here you need to use some press digitation also goes here for a small fee of every cast shaves one second off your life. Don't worry about it.
0: For a small for a small fee of your soul.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, alright. So you clean out the barn, you have to use it a few times, so you're kind of in there while you know, probably making a little song out of the, the magic words because, you know, they're just to you as as you know it, just kind of, you know, nonsense.
1: Yes, the ancient magic words of zippity doo-da, zippity a <laughs>
0: Uh, So, give me a perception check while you're doing this again, please. Five. Sweet. So, you roll that five. You're looking around, you're doing your chores, you're you're distracted. You would hear... You would hear the creaking of the barn door being closed.
1: There is a moment of panic. And I turn around.
0: There's no one in the barn with you.
1: Well, yeah, the door closed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I, I poke my head outside the door. See if I see anybody running away.
0: You would see a man. It's a masculine form running away from the barn uh, wearing a brown traveling cloak.
1: Is he taller than my dad? Yes. Well, that man is trespassing. I'm sure this will be fine and not a problem at all in the future. <laughs> Now we both have a secret. I'm magic, and that man was on private property.
0: It's a possibility. Yeah. So what do you do after being caught using your magic? I'd say the barn floors are properly clean now, you you know, probably throw down some water and make it look like you did, you know, your task like you're supposed to. And it's time to uh, throw down new, new hay in the stalls.
1: I might make myself look a little bit more dirty because I'm assuming I got way less dirty using this method than I would any other method.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah,
1: I'm no stranger to trying not to get caught. I am the oldest sibling after all. <laughs>
0: Oh, every older, every older sibling knows that that is a very truthful statement. Yeah,
1: they, you know, they, uh, they're the ones who break the rules first and try all the tricks, and that's why the younger siblings get caught because they're like, yeah, we we've seen this. Did you take this out of your older brother's playbook?
0: <laughs> all right, so you you dirty yourself up a little bit. You start grabbing the the hay to throw down in the stalls for the uh, goats to sleep to bed down and to, to build to set up in the barn for the snows
1: and to poop on all over again yep. such as the cycle oh, of yeah, farm
0: that's life, life. that's what that's what that's what they do and then you can use this this hay you basically mulch it up real nice and fine and you throw it on the field for fertilizer circle of life
1: yeah circle of poo. <laughs>
0: That's definitely a pooey
1: circle that's the worst druid so. circle <laughs>
0: circle of poo oh jeez. yeah so you will you'll finish up your chores in the barn when you step outside there are there's still a couple more things to do um your father was complaining about the fence needing to be mended in part of the uh on part of the property uh, you actually can see, off in the distance, you see where he's standing there with, uh, I'd say it be the next younger sibling, your uh, sister. She's currently holding up the fence as he's driving nails into the post and, and basically repairing the section of fence that got dis- that got knocked over in one of the storms.
1: Ah, uh, yes, my younger sister, Sasha Bell.
0: I hope you have all these names noted down in your notes, because I will quiz you later.
1: I can just listen to this again later.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sure we won't mind the views. <laughs>
0: uh, that's not even that's not even right, man. Gotta, you gotta take your notes.
1: I mean, I will take notes, but if I take them now, it'll we'll show up on the recording.
0: That's fair. Right, that's fair. Right. So you're gonna you want to make your way over to the fence, or do you want to take you want to go help with some of the other chores? So I'd say that's one option you can do. There's another option where um, one of your one of your brothers is having to cut some firewood. So that'd be another option you can go do. And then there's also the ones who are making uh, the goat cheese and, and getting goat milk.
1: Now I have a question: Is this regular-sized firewood or is this halfling-sized firewood? Because if it's regular-sized firewood, that's quite impressive
0: for a two-foot <laughs> for a 2
1: you know adolescent child.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be the uh, the halfling equivalent of firewood.
1: <laughs> okay, now I'm just imagining them splitting twigs in
0: half. <laughs> uh, I- so you can either go help t- chop firewood, you can go help repair the fence. You can milk some goats or you could go make goat cheese. Those are your four choices. I think I'm going to go If you finish your chores early, you can go you can go help somebody else. Well,
1: out. I think I'm going to go help with the fence because why would I take away the opportunity for my other younger siblings to build up muscle and learn important daily tasks? When I, as the oldest, could help oversee the uh, less regular task of mending the fence and making sure it's done right the first time.
0: Well, it's not really because your father's there doing it. But... Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I get some pointers from my Pa. <laughs> All
0: right. So you'll head over to the fence and. Your, sis, your sister would grin as you walk up. Um, your father will turn and say, eh, You finished early?
1: Well, I'm just getting better at it, Pa.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what you keep saying. Well, since you're here, we can have a little, little lunch and then we'll continue with the fence. And they have like a like a basically a picnic basket over by the fence, the small one. So there's a little bit of, a little bit of goat cheese in there, some meat. You're just some basic little ferret. to kind of give you a little, little pit stop in the middle of the day.
1: All right, just make sure you wipe your hands first, or molly yell at all of us.
0: Ah, oh, definitely make sure to do that. He just kind of wipes his hands on his uh and his pants, and then pulls out there's a cloth in the top of the basket to kind of make sure it gets cleaned up more. I will also
1: wipe my hands off on Pa's pants.
0: (laughs) My sister just rolls her eyes and will take the cloth when it's offered to wipe her hands. Also, you'll sit down for a little Mm -hmm. lunch. If you do want to talk about stuff, you have the floor to talk about subjects. Um... You'll hear your father, he's kind of, he's grumbling about, um, about Starkhold. Grumbling that, you know, they're increasing their taxes again, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to get more production out of everybody, so we're going to have to step up all our efforts.
1: Oh, why do you think that is, Pa? It's
0: because they want more money. They always want more money. They never, they never stop asking for more money.
1: Doesn't everyone want more money, Pa?
0: Well, there's more money and there's actually using it for something.
1: That's true. But they still haven't fixed the potholes leading into town.
0: Yeah, now they're saying that we have to fix them because they're not going to do it. It's too small of a road.
1: Hmm. That's a darn shame
0: going to break more cartwheels if they keep they keep them out there.
1: Well, maybe we'll get lucky and the tax collector's wagon will break.
0: <laughs> he just laughs and so is your sister.
1: Now, speaking of the tax collector, I think I saw a strange man earlier, Pa.
0: It did. What was he... Did he have any distinguishing anything on him, or just a stranger? I'm
1: dressed all in brown. Pretty tall.
0: Where, where'd where you see him at? Out by the
1: barn. Being a real weirdo. Probably watching me work.
0: Sasha, so speak up. You said dressed all in brown, and tall uh possibly look like a human
1: i didn't see their face i saw them running away must have meant they were up to no oh. good
0: paul we did see somebody head towards the town down the road yeah we did they didn't stop to say hi or anything so i don't know what was going on there
1: uh, guy just shrugs yeah don't know being nosy, I guess.
0: Well, you better be careful about that. Don't want anybody to peek in and possibly be somebody who's gonna harm the farm.
1: I mean, if anybody gives us too much trouble, we can just sick the chicken on them.
0: Yeah, hopefully the Hopefully the champions are keeping the roads clear of bandits, but you never know anymore. Best keep an eye out.
1: Sure thing, Pa. Wouldn't want somebody coming in and hurting the family.
0: So he'll get up after having the snack and he says, Alright, well you're here, so you and Sasha can mend the fence and I'm gonna go check on your we'll check on the others. thing, huh <laughs> Now you get to go mend the fence for a few more hours. Um, so you'll be working on this fence section. Uh, it when the storm came through, the wind knocked over. Uh, it's about 30 feet of fence. You have to redig post holes and then you know nail the fence back onto the post and set everything up to kind of give your property fence uh, kind of repair it. So it's gonna take the rest of the day to where it starts getting closer to uh, sunset. It's a lot of broken fence. Well, if you're if you ever if you ever manually dug post like fence post holes, that takes a very long. I time. think I did three and <laughs>
1: decided this wasn't the life for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough.
1: Tell my grandfather thanks hey, for baby. letting me help out on this this dairy farm you're working on I don't think this is for me I'm gonna go back to coloring
0: <laughs> yeah so you you two manage to get the fence done um, and you hear the uh, the bell being rung to say dinners dinner's ready so you gotta clean up. And as you hear that bell being rung and you guys run up to the house, give me a perception check. Okay, well
1: eighteen. 18. I'm extra 18. vigilant looking out for for any near duels.
0: Alright, so you spot the group heading up the road. There are four men in the gleaming silvery armor that marks them as champions of Ordos. And you notice that there is a man wearing a brown cloak walking with them. And seeing him from the front, now that he has either cleaned up or he's changed uh, outfits, you notice the uh, symbol of Ordos on his on his uh, chest, on the cloak. And looking at this man, you could probably put one and one together. This was the man you saw earlier at the barn, or saw running from the barn.
1: Ah, nuts.
0: <laughs> so you all are heading towards the house and you notice that this group is also heading towards the house.
1: Well, I'm, so I'm going to uh, do my best not to draw attention to myself, then.
0: <laughs> so the man knocks on the door and you'll hear some conversation outside. Um, those are muffled words about uh you're hiding a son who uses magic and is untrained and unregistered to which the dad is just very confused has no idea what he's talking about and he says i saw him at the barn we're here to take him to the citadel so he will you hear your father. You'll hear your father yell, uh, yell, yell your name. There he says, "Guyverson, get out here!" Ah, shucks.
1: Except I didn't say shucks. <laughs>
0: uh
1: I will come when I am called.
0: And he's gonna look at. He's gonna look at the man. He says, "Saying my son here has is able to use magic." He says, Yes, that's exactly what I saw, and that's what I'm saying. You gonna even try to defend yourself, boy? Uh, Or are you gonna fess up?
1: I'm gonna hang... Stare at him for a moment, and then I'm gonna... Eventually slump my shoulders and hang my head slightly. Nah, I was doing magic. folks didn't raise a liar
0: this is well you heard it there we need to bring him to the citadel i'm sorry but we cannot we'll have to interrupt your family meal and take him with us And both your parents are, you know, definitely, at this point, probably, definitely crying. Like, and the father's like, "Yeah, what do you mean you gotta take him? He can't even stay and finish up uh, finish up his day here. He says, nope, we need to make our way back to the Starkhold and then get him over to the Citadel. We're on a timetable. Order and all that.
1: give my family a hug. I'm sure my like, uh, the youngest is probably the most confused and upset out of everybody here.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's just confused, upset, definitely hurt feelings. It's a very emotional scene. You know, your mom and your sisters are crying. Uh, you and your brothers are starting to cry a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: I should have told you sooner. I just wanted to to help out around the farm.
0: And your father, even with all his bluster and all that, he's just like, "Eh, I I wish you would have said sooner, we would have been able to prepare for this better.
1: It's It's only been happening for a little while.
0: And the man wearing the gray robes and you now notice the symbol um, as he's now standing there in his actual uniform, um, he is marked as one of the witch hunters. He's, he's kind of still set up from outside, kind of. He was leaning against uh, the wall to your house, and he's just like, "All right, it's time to move on." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Keep your pants on. See you, ma, see you, pa. I'll see all the rest of you. Yeah. Don't cause no trouble. Specifically said to my younger siblings.
0: <laughs> and the the champions will kind of grab your shoulders to take you out to where they're standing, and they will be around you as uh, the. F- Now six of you uh, march uh, up the road away from your house. You hear your family, you know. uh, Definitely the louder crying is coming, and there's definitely that that separation and the anguish of being pulled away from your family. I imagine uh, Guy is not taking it incredibly well either.
1: No, it's definitely some tears, but trying to keep it in, and mostly turning it into maybe a little bit of sass and anger, like, oh, yeah. It's what the taxes pay for. At right? arresting folk not even of age, just trying to clean up some goat pucky. Did
0: you say that out loud? It's some grumbling. Well, the uh, the witch hunter will uh, kind of sneer. He says, "You, you witches and other magic users are." A danger to everyone, and it's a good thing you didn't manage to burn down your farm with your magics. You never know what could happen, and then with everything else that is up here in this area the in this area where you know magic does what it's not supposed to do and it's not under control. You could have easily burned down your entire family, and your home, and your farm. So what we're doing is good. For you and your family.
1: I never had no issues before. If we're talking about dangerous things... We got a pothole in town. The government doesn't take care of that.
0: Well, that's not of my station.
1: Well, because you talk to somebody about it, you're already inconveniencing my family plenty.
0: Like I said, it's not of my station. My station is to locate those who could cause harm, and to get them to the citadel where they can be trained on how to be safe. So you'll be walking with these guys. Let's see, you got there, so you got two days, three, sorry, a day, two, three, and four. So you're walking along with these guys. Um, they head down the road away from your little village, and they have to camp overnight. And while you're camping, you know you're met with a couple other groups of uh, Nordican soldiers. Um, not all champions; some of them are just common soldiers, the common guardsmen of the realm. Uh, a few of them look like they've actually seen some recent battle, so possibly had uh, broken up a bandit camp somewhere on the road Um, other different laypersons different workers Um, you're told not to speak to anybody inside this camp and to stay by the champions
1: I'm probably asking if any of them Uh, know how to do like fixing a fence or whatever and if the answer is negative I might secretly be looking down on them like well
0: (laughs) Um, but at this camp here they actually bring you over towards a group of other uh, magic users that are being taken to the citadel. So there is uh, you're there with two others. It's a uh, one one of the one of the magic users is a human man. The other one is a uh, is another human. Uh, also appears to be a also appears to be a man, but they're not they're not speaking. The other one is. Uh, kind of carrying on and talking about all kinds of things and uh based on what his what he's saying he was uh picked up in Winterhold and he was yeah, using his magic to uh to rig uh gambling games in his favor so he was picked up for cheating a group of uh nordican witch hunters at a game of cards
1: i think i would probably laugh at that but like maybe not fully mentally approving like now you shouldn't cheat but that's funny It's all get out <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you'll continue with this group for another two days and you pass Starkhold. um the witch hunter and two of the champions that were with you from your town, they both leave the caravan and um, head into Starkhold. And a couple of other guards around the other uh, magic users also leave to go into Starkhold. And then the what's left of that group makes their way to the west towards Leland Lake. Leland Lake is a large lake just outside um, Starkhold. It's far enough away that... Uh, you can see Starkhold on a clear day. You can see like the rooftops of the castle and some of the, the smoke from different uh, cook stoves. But the noise of the city is too far away to be heard. Uh, the lake is actually very quiet, except for the occasional disturbances. And you are brought to the base of the lake, you are loaded into, uh, loaded into boats, and you are ferried across the lake. Um, on this side of the lake, uh, leaving from Starkhold, there are a bunch of flowers that when you get close to them, you start to feel kind of lightheaded, your head starts to hurt a little bit, your eyes feel kind of scratchy and dry, uh, a little bit nausea, and judging by the ones around you, the other magic users are feeling very similar situ- like very similar feelings and sensations.
1: So, I have a couple of questions. Is this mm-hmm. the farthest I've been from home before? Oh, yeah. Alright, well that in and of itself, itself is exciting. And there's possibly some mental uh, thoughts of you'd think I wouldn't be allergic to nothing living grown up on a farm. <laughs> it, it, I don't think um. uh, Guyverson realizes that these are some weird uh, flowers. It's like, well, I didn't realize I was allergic to nothing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he probably wouldn't know the flower's purpose, but he has seen these flowers before. Um, There are the occasional alchemists that are traveling the roads that sometimes stop by in your little hamlet. And they carry these flowers in their carts sometimes.
1: Oh, do they sometimes sell Uh, things like uh, little potions and maybe like fireworks for festivals? Yeah. Ah. Cool, cool, cool
0: they kind of they carry little wares and stuff that you would be able to purchase um, and a lot of the people whenever they're asked about why they carry these flowers and even even as a non magic user they make you feel a little uncomfortable um, and the answer always is from anybody who travels with one of these is they keep it for defense they don't elaborate but everybody says they keep them for defense and you notice the way these are situated is they actually rim the entire lake and in the middle of the lake is an island with a fortress built on it, and that's where the boats are going that are ferrying people across the, uh, the the lake. And one of the one of the stone-faced champions that brought you across, when you guys get into the shadow of the fortress in the middle of the lake, he just says, "Welcome to your new home, the Citadel."
1: You at least got straw beds. Or are we sleeping on the stone?
0: I'll just tilt chuckle a little bit. Say, oh, you'll see when you get in there. And they'll bring the boats up on the the dock next to the citadel. They'll get you guys off and then you will meet up with... Uh, there's a couple older people who will meet you at the docks and they lead the three of you up into the citadel itself and... Take you to a, like a room where you can get cleaned up after your time on the road and get a change of clothes, and they'll direct you to your new rooms.
1: Uh, so, now, these so we get new, new clothes I, and I'd new say, rooms. How do the yep. clothes compare to the ones I was currently already wearing?
0: Uh, they are definitely a lot uh, a lot less homespun. They're more of like a. Uh, They're more of a softer fabric. Uh, They're more like robes. Uh, There is definitely, I mean, you definitely have, like, you know, your standard sort of shirt and breeches and stuff like that, but they're more of a, they're more, not really an elegant fabric, but I'd say probably to Guy they would be a pretty elegant fabric. Like, these would be Uh, definitely
1: be, like, uh, I don't know what the day of worship is, but, like, Sunday best clothes for sure.
0: Yeah, they'd be, they'd be something along those lines for him. You know, they're linen, so they're very soft. They're very comfortable.
1: <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing and nothing at all. And he's used though. to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's used to clothing that's made from you know goat fur and, so... and
1: possibly hand-me-downs.
0: Yes, hand-me-downs from the village children. Uh-huh.
1: He's just lucky that he's the oldest and not the
0: youngest. <laughs> That's fair.
1: Probably has told his younger brother see <coughs> that patch there. Skin my knee when the goat bucked me because I tried riding it. Wouldn't recommend it. Not without a rope, at least. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They di- they direct him around the citadel. Um, they're not the most receptive to questions. They basically any questions you ask, they just kind of say it'll be you know you'll you'll learn more when. You start your classes and courses, but they do tell you that uh, that you're in the Citadel. It is a safe place to learn and use magic. And the only way that you can leave is through mastery of your magics.
1: There's more magic? I only use the one.
0: <laughs> and a lot of them would probably, they'd, they'd probably laugh a little bit at that or chuckle a little bit and says, yeah, there's definitely more. Um, and then we'll kind of sunset there as he's brought to a room. I'd say probably this is the first time in his life he's ever had a room completely to himself.
1: Is it really quiet in this place?
0: It's all stone, oh. so it's, cl- it's slightly echoey, but you don't hear—you don't really hear noise outside of your room once the door is I explodes. don't think
1: he sleeps this night very well. Like, there's <laughs> no. Sleeping sounds of the family members. There's no one rambunctious goat deciding that they're a nocturnal creature. No crickets. Probably not a cricket. A lot of crickets where he grew up, but I'm sure there's still some, like in the summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd, it'd probably be uh, it'd probably be eerily quiet compared to what he's used to.
1: definitely not that one weird draft that no matter how well you patch the wall, it's always there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that is uh, that is Guy's life for a couple of years as he learns his magic, or they try to teach him magic. Um, they typically will, you know, typically you're told throughout your different courses that people spend years here to master their craft
1: is there is there like Um, other classes i I just want to know how surprised anybody is that he does in fact know how to read write and do basic math
0: uh there definitely would be uh remediation classes for stuff because a lot of these people would probably come from very poor villages who might not know how to read and that's kind of a crucial part of being a magic user so they definitely have, you know, courses if you don't know how to read or write, they have stuff to teach you that and um, other sort of classes that to teach you things from the different parts of the realm. Uh, classes that teach you ge- like the uh, geography and the different uh, noble houses and the different uh, nations of the, of the, uh, the continent of Tilindor. Like They kind of have stuff like that that you might not have had.
1: No, I feel like we knew who the the most important people in the country were. Uh, the name of the tax collectors that came. Uh, the local priest or whatever.
0: And the name of the big cities? A
1: couple of them. like Ones that were more than a well, couple days away we probably didn't care too much about.
0: Well, there's only three major cities in Nordica.
1: Oh, well then, yeah. I knew about all three of them.
0: <laughs> there's a couple like Trading posts and like merchant areas that uh, you would probably know of as well. That just because when they do travel to sell their wares or somebody travels, they talk about these other places. Mm. But there's only three, you know, major cities in the in the uh, And
1: also, I know uh, just about anybody famous ever who came from within a few square miles of where we live, because I'm pretty sure that's how all small small towns are. Like. If you come from the much. town where where Nicholas Cage was born, right down the road, you, you never shut up about it. Now, I don't know what your feelings about Nicolas Cage are, but the fact still stands.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um. So, while he's in this, while he's in here, taking his courses to for remediation of uh, stuff he didn't know, and then also trying to take the magic courses. Um, and then also part of the education in the Citadel is the religious. <clears throat> dedication to ordos so if he wasn't a very religious person before he came here he he will be now as they take you know every day there are the prayer sessions and every day there are the uh reflections sessions that you have to take and you know consider your ties to ordos so it's definitely a place of uh worship a place of conditioning of learning of training and ultimately confinement um, he would learn that uh, because magic is, is dangerous and it can harm others part of Ordos's direction is to train magic users to not be a harm to themselves or others and until you pass the test that say you you have control of your tra- of your your skills you're not allowed to leave. And you also learn that because of the way things are in, in, or in inside Nordica, a lot of magic users who are able to leave the tower typically sign on to the Nordican military service.
1: Oh, is it because there's more money?
0: Because and, Well, there's money in it, and you're never truly going to be left alone once you're a registered magic user. The witch hunters will always be watching. The champions will always know where you are because there's always a chance that something could go wrong. You could, you know, you could snap. You could have a magical mishap and cause damage. So they always are watching. So a lot of magic users know that they're always going to be watched, so they might as well get paid while they're being watched.
1: I mean, I feel like the same effect could be happening if you just have a toll booth to your house. (laughs) You wanna you wanna keep an eye on me and five cents.
0: So as we kind of discussed, there's gonna be a collection of scenes. You know, your guy is taught how to make potions, and I believe he doesn't do so good at that.
1: Well, and any of the herbs I do know of, I used to call them different names, probably. Like, yeah. Oh, we call this uh, uh, ass's hair. They're like, no, that's uh, that's uh, grimroot. Oh. <laughs> well that's stupid
0: <laughs> um and then you know classes about summoning magics and different arcane arts and different spell works and enchantments hmm. how receptive is Gaia to all these trainings and sessions uh.
1: oh it depends on whether or not he seems believes it to be useful or not
0: So I'd imagine the summoning stuff might be pretty useful for him, but a lot of the other magic stuff really, like from a practical standpoint, there's not a whole lot of useful stuff. And maybe some of the other stuff that he would be being taught.
1: I feel like some of the religious stuff might be like, well, does the orders make the plants grow? A <laughs> little, little fart noise, uh, which came through on uh, on but not through Discord.
0: I heard it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but yeah, so he he goes through all this and I would say in all the failures that he doesn't like, he doesn't learn how to do a task, he doesn't learn how to do a spell. There's sort of this undercurrent inside his mind of this sort of just like arrogance and like yes, I don't know how to do this, but this is stupid. Like, why would I want to know this? Yeah,
1: makes sense. Like uh, why do I need a, a Potion of invisibility. That's only gonna get me in trouble.
0: <laughs> and then I think uh, one night, as he's studying, um, having one of the people that he originally showed up with, one of those original magic users, has uh, now left the, uh, the citadel, the, having gained control of. Was their it the magic? silent
1: one or the cheater? The oh cheater. man, that guy was a riot. <laughs>
0: He he has now left the the Citadel, able to move freely.
1: Best of luck to him. Um, Did I get his name?
0: uh, Yes, Roderick. Roderick.
1: I bet I would have ripped him uh, throughout the years of like, well, uh, obviously you're not a very good cheater because he got caught.
0: Um, but, while, uh, while Guy is studying and trying to go through his courses, because I do imagine he doesn't want to stay in the stone prison. No,
1: uh, do I have any successes, even with some of the things I don't really care about?
0: I would say, I would say the mechanics of a lot of the spells, the ones that you do have success with, are typically spells that are you know you don't you don't follow all the motions correctly um, you don't have the correct you don't necessarily have the correct components for some things and stuff works so it's kind of this uh sort of like this weird where yeah some of the magic works but it's generally done wrong oh so
1: i'm casting left-handed, left-handed <laughs> back in the olden times
0: <laughs> something like that makes sense i'm
1: like no wrong well i got the result you wanted like well it's wrong
0: um, and then, one of those nights, as you're trying to cram in some of these books, you're reading a book about the dangers of necromancy, and you read a you read of a ritual that's in this book as an example, and it talks about contacting your ancestors. Um, it. It goes into detail about this about this spell that it's, it's not true necromancy because you're not actually raising anybody, you're just contacting an ancestor. But this book doesn't tell you anything about the ritual. It does, however, give you a book that you can look up the ritual in. Like if you read in between the lines, it kind of talks about where this ritual can be found.
1: Wait, it was probably in the about the author section.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> known for his works in papapa midnight spells in you
0: so what does guy do with that knowledge
1: um well if he can talk to his ancestors he hasn't I'm assuming he hasn't had a whole lot of discussion with his folks his family in a while nope uh, so at the very least he could talk to somebody that isn't just either forced to be here or forcing him to be
0: there okay so you go the next to go the next evening to go check out this book in the in the library and the book is the book is uh, it's a book of practical necromancy school abilities like some of the healing abilities that are in the necromancy schools and some like those kind of abilities <clears throat> and buried in this book is the ritual uh... the ritual for the blood echo is what it's called and it appears to be a fairly simplistic ritual um, guy can get the components pretty easily to do it uh... the only requirement is it needs to be done on a full moon
1: and i, and I feel like one of the components is definitely like a drop of blood at least yeah. yes okay how long do I have to wait till the full moon
0: there would be three days to prepare he's got three days to, re- to prepare and because it's not raising undead it's not it's not technically illegal magic but it's sort of frowned upon magic. If that makes I sense, I mean
1: to... that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of things that are not technically illegal, but you shouldn't do them anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is he gonna take the time to note down what he needs to do? I mean, it seems picture?
1: interesting and be nice to see if it even works.
0: Nice and... to have somebody to talk to that's uh, family and yeah. Not...
1: Did they ever did I ever get do I get any word from family whatsoever? Like, did I find out if they ever fixed that pothole?
0: Uh no, because you're you are not allowed to leave and they're not allowed to visit.
1: And and parchment. And,
0: uh, mail's not something that's mm. delivered.
1: Rude. Yeah. Screw <laughs> these guys. Let's talk to let's talk to an ancestor.
0: Or I'd say mail is like a very rare commodity here, so you might get stuff maybe maybe every other month or something you might get something but you've been here for you've probably been here now for two 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 to three four years maybe Are they at least
1: paying my family for loss of income of a missing child what wow. no man this whole system sucks this is me this is not guy guys just doesn't like being there but i'm like wow somebody needs to change well, the laws I mean- or something
0: if guy would get his if guy would get his act together and get his magic done, he could go back to his farm. I don't
1: know what to tell you. I'm sorry, I'm left handed. <laughs> I'm sorry, your magic's dumb.
0: All right, so you get he gathers all the stuff together, gets the components he needs to cr- do the ritual. You know, makes note of the the full moon, gets everything ready to go. Now the full moon, he does the full moon. The full moon, he does. The oh, we're ritual. keeping that in. so you do the ritual and it's got a brief it's got a brief chant a little bit of uh the incense burning a little bit of a little bit of uh, a jig you have to do and then the last step after you complete everything is to um add a i guess add a uh uh my brain wants to say an ounce an ounce of blood into the into the ritual bowl so you have to cut your hand or whatever to get some blood into to get enough blood into the bowl and as he does that last step in this ritual the candle in his room goes out
1: did the book say that was supposed to happen no oh, damn it did I do it wrong
0: uh, but, but he would notice rising out of the bowl is this rusty red smoke just kind of slowly rising out of the bowl
1: I am looking at the book as best I can to see if that's what's supposed to happen
0: uh, the book doesn't say the aftermath of the ritual it just says it allows you to speak to your ancestors And the little rusty, little rusty smoke kind of goes over to the uh, the candle in the room, and he'll hear like hear the sound of somebody snapping their fingers, and the candle's lit again.
1: I look around to see who did that and, and whether or not I'm in trouble.
0: Sitting on the bed is an elven man. Who is looking at a guy with a very? It's definitely a like the look on this elf's face is this mixture of disgust and curiosity. A
1: uh, guy looks very confused. and Like picks up the book and like turns it upside down and sideways. And like ah, I followed all the steps. Who the
0: hell are you? Huh? I could definitely ask you the same. Right,
1: right, right. Uh, very rude of me to ask for a name without giving my own. Um, Guyverson Fields. Most people just call me Guy. Huh? Most of the I people around be... here just call me wrong.
0: I would be Danalkar Zuli. And judging by and he's kind of He'll just, you know, basically grab the book out of your hands with a magical force and pull it over to himself. Judging by this ritual here, somehow you are, I don't know how many times removed, grandchild of mine.
1: So you're like my great, 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 great. You know, I could just shorten it to peep and we'll go from there.
0: I'd rather well, you didn't.
1: Uh, do you have suggestions?
0: I would rather. Honestly. I honestly wonder how my bloodline ended up in a halfling.
1: Well, listen, I'm not one to judge. I myself have a slight predilection for taller women. Maybe you had the opposite problem. I don't know what to tell you, P-Pop.
0: Oh. I definitely did not. Then stop calling me that
1: again, I'm open to suggestions, but until then, p is easiest.
0: I I'm definitely not I definitely do not approve of that name. I'll think of something better. I would rather you just call me Denal Carr, but if that's not the case, then I guess... I'll figure something else out, but stop calling me peepop I'm guessing you're struggling with the magical teachings of this. Uh, you you call this a academy? This is a dump.
1: That's what I said. They don't even let us go outside that often, and it's all Ordo's this, Ordo's that your geometry I know what a triangle is
0: well I can definitely say I do know about Ordos I'll tell you what you don't call me P-pop and I'll teach you how to hide our abilities to match what they're looking for to get you out of here
1: What if I just shorten it to pop?
0: That's better.
1: Alright. Well, you got yourself a deal.
0: So then we'll go through another... I'd say probably... about a year. As the spirit... Takes what they're teaching and teaches uh, Guy ways to use his abilities to match what they're looking for. And during all this, the guy is coming up to time to take his uh, test to mark him as a safe magic user. This is when Guy is now an adult or more or less close enough to be an adult. Um, give me a perception check. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Sweet, what's the total? Oh, I have modifiers
1: now? It's it 24.
0: So you would hear this uh so you're basically up probably looking over uh spellbook or you're looking at whatever you're whatever you're doing you're up late. Uh Denelkar is in the room with you and you guys are talking. Uh you've noticed throughout this entire time as he's taught you how to use magic that nobody around you seems to be able to see him or interact with him in any way. Uh it was very apparent when one of the times he appeared to tell you about something and he was standing uh, Inside of your teacher. I probably got in
1: trouble by snickering so. at that. <laughs> Mr. Fields, what is so funny? <laughs> None. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
0: Um, so you're getting close to time for your test. And before and you're up late, you would hear the door to your closet open.
1: weird Did I do I remember <laughs> leaving anybody in my closet? Okay. No.
0: <laughs> so when you turn to look at the person who exited the closet, you would recognize this person. They have appeared here before and the, they have appeared in the Citadel multiple times in the past. Um the Instructors and teachers referred to this individual as an agent of fate.
1: Wow, why are you in my
0: closet? Uh, this agent of fate is a male winged elf. Um, keeps the tips of the wi- of their wings uh, dyed in a uh, blackened color. and there's also some blues thrown in there every so often. He typically shows up to perform um, songs and stories of the local area, and then will leave just as suddenly as he enters. Uh, the professors find him annoying, but there's no way for them to stop the agents from entering this I mean, place. I they
1: could. There's just consequences. There's always an <laughs> option.
0: And this elf will walk over. He and he, he kind of he'll he, chuckle a little bit, and he says. Uh, yes, it was the easiest way to have an interaction with you away from prying ears oh, and
1: eyes. Oh, I don't know what you've been drinking, but listen, buddy. <laughs> what?
0: what? Well, well, one, you're not my type. All right. But I have something that you need to commit to memory. It could very well be a matter of life and or death in your future. Or it might not come to pass.
1: For reals? Or are you messing with me?
0: Yes, for real. I don't mess.
1: Well everybody messes. There's a book in the library but that says the same. Deli-
0: <laughs> I come to the I come here to deliver a message whether or not you wish to take it is not of my concern I am here to give it to you and you are to memorize right. it and if you do not like I said it is a ma- it could be or could not be a matter of life and death in your future it may come to pass it may not come to pass all I ask is that you try to be prepared
1: that wasn't a message right okay
0: no so you need to and he's gonna pull a uh uh map case um from from his from his belt he's gonna open the lid he pulls out this map you need to remember the map of this area here and he's gonna basically put it out on the table on your desk And he's going to point. And in the middle of the map is the central spire in the Dune Sea. So when you meet the short strike of lightning and the wild man in a room of murals, know that it is time that you remember this map.
1: okay in the room in the what in the room of mirrors
0: the room of murals murals.
1: line okay gotcha Uh, short latin wild man
0: yes and then you will follow this map and he's going to show he's going to kind of show the points of the 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 center spire and then you will drag his finger to the south and the east and he's going to point to an oasis that's down there.
1: What's at the oasis?
0: When the oasis brings salvation. All right. So you will want to escape with them and lead them to this oasis here. Do you have that committed to memory where it is located? Because you cannot keep the map. Why not? Because it might be needed for another who is in a similar spot as you who may or may not need to recall this knowledge in a state in a Time of life and or death.
1: Other people who might need to meet uh, Shore Lightning and Wild Man? Correct. Alright. You know, you're a pretty weird dude. That's alright. I know plenty of weird dudes.
0: It'll all make sense if you ever need to use this knowledge. Alright. So he will roll the map up. And he will stuff it in the case and then put it back on his belt. Give you a bow. And then walk to the closet door. Open it.
1: Hey, wait, that's not the that's not the exit. Exit's that way.
0: When he opens the closet door, there is a wooden floor uh, with some low lighting. Um, and the smell from the room smells like the pine forest's around your family home so it's that pine wood smell and he would hear some of the sounds of some carousing and little bits of music that he would typically hear in a tavern back home something similar to those sort of sounds what the hell and the elf would step through the door close it behind him And the smells and the sounds are gone.
1: I'm going to go open the
0: door. You open the door and inside is a stone closet. Hey. Actually, it'd probably be a a privy, to be truly honest. Hey,
1: Pop, you there?
0: See, just kind of... Well, that is probably the strangest interaction and strangest elf I've ever seen.
1: More strange, if I'm not your great-great-great-great-great-so-on-so-forth grandson, is a halfling?
0: It's close second, I guess. Fair enough. Alright, so we cut from there. And now this is about a month later. Uh, Tomorrow night, you have your test. And give to me again a. Perceptual. Fifteen. Fifteen. So you're you're ready for your test. You're probably a little antsy. You've now been in you've been in this you been in this adult for far too long. Yes. And you would notice as you you would notice now, suddenly. Denelkar is nowhere to be seen and nor is he heard
1: that's probably fine it's probably not the uh, first time that he's done something like that right
0: well now you start feeling that feeling you felt when you entered the tower for the first time when you were at the base of the lake with
1: all the weird flower stuff yes oh
0: and you now know that those flowers are known as consumption flowers. They consume magical oh, energy. They drain it from magic users and use it to bloom and grow in, the, in their, in their so own. it's not
1: tuberculosis.
0: <laughs> Different kind of consumption. Yes. And as, as you are sitting there, you start feeling that the headache and the, the throbbing in your head. The itchiness of your skin and eyes. Okay, are we sure it's not tuberculosis? (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a hangover. Okay. Um, As you as you feel all this, you hear in the hallway some some heavy like some heavier footsteps, and somebody somebody goes to yell, and the yell is interrupted with a wet gurgling sound followed by a thud. Oh,
1: that's a danger. Just like Pa told me about. So, uh, is there... What furniture is in the room?
0: There is your... your bed, your small little dresser, and the little closet privy sort of space. And your desk.
1: Uh, is there space under the bed? And if not, I'm gonna hide... I'll are the drawers in the dresser, and if that's out, I'm gonna hide in the privy. Which is that just like a castle bathroom? Yes. Is that the one where you poop down the side of the building?
0: Yes. <laughs> Except it wouldn't be that same. I mean, it it be it wouldn't be like that because this place is magical. But yes, same so, sort of same process.
1: <clears throat> okay. So first option, how bigs under the bed? Second option, how big are the drawers?
0: Uh, well, the drawers are not big enough to fit you with your stuff in them. Uh, the bed, you could try to squeeze under. Uh, but it would be tight. And you hear the, the, the heavy footsteps in the hallway approaching. Okay. Um, a, do- a door is opened. You'll hear a muffled scream and more of the similar sounds okay, from the hallway. Okay,
1: grabbing my stuff... Um, from my thing, I'm going to toss them on top of myself in the privy. I'm going to try to look less like a person so, and more like a dirty pile of laundry.
0: You'll hear the door open. And are you able to see out of this pile? Uh,
1: like I might have left like, like a little crack for me. Like I, I you, ever, you ever play that game as a kid where you just try to hide in a pile of stuff? Okay, and he like yes. leaves like a little, little,
0: little peak spot. So you will see, standing in the doorway of your chambers, an elven man in the front, wearing um, he's the, the elven man in front is wearing a gray wearing gray robes, and then behind him, flanking him, are two human men also wearing gray robes. All three of them have masks that cover their face from. Forehead Down to chin The elf has a very intricate Woven pattern That runs forehead to chin Down the middle of the mask The face mask The humans with him have an, A woven pattern as well It's not quite as intricate But it's another woven pattern Does the same, the same thing The elf Looking around the room Sort of taps his foot And just says We know you're in here Giverson Fields. You can come out and drink this potion. He's going to pull a potion out from the pocket of his cloak. Or we can do things the hard way and in his other hand is a bloody dagger. The choice is yours.
1: Uh, how far away is he from the privy?
0: Uh, at most, probably, I'd say probably about at most, you have like a 30, it's probably like a, it's probably, your room's probably like a 10 by 10. So it's 10 feet. Okay.
1: Um, well, Pa didn't raise no, no wussy, so I'm going to, um, I'm trapped basically, right? There's no way to get down the privy. I'm trapped here. Okay, I have shoes, right?
0: Um, I mean, if you stay in your room um, sleeping with me. No, no, no,
1: like I have my stuff Mm -hmm. around me. I'm not Well, uh, I'm going to throw open the door and throw a shoe at the man.
0: Yeah, shoe at I'm him
1: aiming him. for his junk. It may be a low blow, but it is three against a halfling.
0: Alright, so you're going to throw a shoe at him. So give me... Um, I'd say it's a ranged attack roll with uh, no weapon. So that would be... I guess that'll just be your uh, your ranged ability, so. so I'd do like a I guess it'd be the same it'd be the same role as your dagger, just you wouldn't have your bonuses, so it'd be what, that's a uh, agility I'm sorry, that's a uh, a DEX mod modifier the So a D20 a plus role. two. Plus two, so give me your d20 plus two.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to use my halfling luck, because why not? So the first (laughs) one would have been a 17, and the second one is a 19.
0: All right, so that would be a... Let me just do this. The roll for his dodge... So 19. What was your roll again? 19. So he is going to step aside of that shoe and, in the same motion, throw his dagger.
1: Ah, nuts. <laughs>
0: uh, so let's see, where's his dagger? Is it a normal dagger, dagger, dagger? or is
1: yeah. it one of those weird Cree, you know, the, the weekly one?
0: Oh, it's definitely a jagged, culty mm, dagger.
1: Gross! Jagged culty dagger for a jagged culty man. <laughs> In a jagged culty house jagged with this jagged culty, cult-y, cult-y wife.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of a jagged culty dagger. I like it. It's pretty great. So I do that on this guy. A, uh, what's his modifier? So that is a. Well, yeah, 22. that hits. So this dagger is going to—he's gonna—he's gonna step aside of the sh- of the shoe and then throw this dagger, and this dagger is going to. Um, strike the uh, right arm of Guy with this dagger. Point first. Ow. Yes. And that is. A Ow. Gauge. Actually, sorry. Ow.
1: That, <laughs> that 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 doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. Silver. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, the elf will once again. What? I do appreciate those who wish to fight. The offer still stands. The easy way or the hard way?
1: I'll drink your potion.
0: You don't get an. I'll drink your potion, chance.
1: but you're not getting your knife back.
0: You just chuckle and then uh, step back towards the privy and hand Okay, you well, I
1: drop his knife in the privy <laughs> and I drink the potion
0: All right so you drink the potion and as you drink the potion very 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 quickly the world starts to go dark and you the
1: important thing is that I won <laughs> He can get his <laughs> he can get this <laughs> uh, jagged culty knife out of the jacket culty toilet.
0: Well, uh, you're going to keep that uh, damage to your HP because that'll affect. That'll be That's fine. Forward. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> God, this I know it doesn't count as an nap, app,
1: but I don't have the <laughs> peace of mind to complain about it right now, do I?
0: Nope. Alright, so after you pass out, um... Scene goes dark, and then the next time Guy is aware of what's going on, he is being carried through a sandstone floored room with sandstone walls. That gritty sort of stone look as he's being carried. Um, he'll notice that he's being carried by uh, a human who is going to carry him to a door, open the door, to a dark room and chuck him inside and close the door behind him. Inside this darkened room, when he starts to come to and starts to look around, first thing he notices is on the walls on the on the western wall. There is a mural of a stormy night. When he stares at it, and he looks at this wall mural, the long, like when he looks at it, the longer he looks at it, there is strikes of lightning, and uh, the actual lightning strikes sort of flash and start and move down the wall, almost as if they're the stone is being carved and the painting is being ad- like paint is being added as the lightning is striking, like it's a living picture of a stormy night. On the northern wall is a snake eating its own tail. The eastern wall, there's an elf standing at the top of a, at the edge of a cliff, arms raised high, with an intricately weaved pattern on his mask, looking similar to the elf that uh, gave you the potion and the stab wound. And inside this mural, the town below the <laughs> cliff, the buildings shake and slowly collapse. And on the southern wall, the wall that he was just he entered through, there is a scroll of parchment that as he looks at the wall, the parchment seems to unwind itself in a quill writes in Draconic on the scroll on the parchment before rolling back up again and re- and resetting back to just a scroll. And also in this room with him are two individuals. A human and a is dwarf. Is a dwarf taller than me? I don't remember. <laughs> I think so. Damn. <laughs> but that is where we cut out And I will do what I did with everybody else. We're not doing this traditional, you know, talk about Discord, talk about social media, talk about blah, yeah, I mean, blah, blah, blah.
1: Probably all listen to Campaign One so you know about that already. We'll remind you next time.
0: <laughs> this, this is a space for you to talk about what you wish to talk about. You have the floor to talk about. If you want to talk about the story, you want to talk about being happy to be this character or whatever. This is your right. space to have a moment.
1: Well, I office. want to say hello. Uh, I was in a guest episode uh, twice, technically. And that was fun. And uh, I'm here now. Uh, Full time. No longer an intern. Uh, it was a joke. It's not a good joke. And uh, I'm going to admit that the uh, any accents I might do might not stay. Because consistency is hard. And... I might workshop around, but I hope you like Guyverson and Guy Fields and the adventures that we get to on uh, Fate's Rest.
0: Oh, bringing back the joke about a promotion. Yes. <laughs> Alright, and like we always say, we close out an episode. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, so Doric and Theo at some point as they were sitting in the room probably eventually got bored of throwing stones, got bored of talking to each other, nothing to tell, nothing new happened. Um, Food was brought to them at some point. Uh, Time is not really a good way. There's no real good way to measure time in this room. And then a little while after the food came, The door opens again, and a halfling is chucked into the room as the door closes. Uh, The halfling... The south door. The halfling has a a crudely bandaged uh, arm as he uh, lands on the floor, and one of the cultists will sneer as the door closes and locks behind him. Stupid
1: son of a nun.
0: Hey, look. A new guy
1: someone who's smaller than me I take offense to that you resemble
0: somebody didn't mark their hitch, their hp so i fixed it i
1: don't it. know how to on um, the new character sheet audience don't hold you that against me i'm still go learning in the box <laughs> Shh, it's fine
0: you just click on the box that says current hp and you change the number
1: Sorry,
0: I didn't go to Pathfinder College. Neither did I. (laughs) All right, so this halfling is chucked into the room. He saw. He looks around, sees the murals, and sees a dwarf who is stripped down into their bare minimum clothing, and a human man who is stripped down into the bare minimum clothing. I'll let you guys describe that. Guy, when you look down, you also realize you have been stripped down.
1: I didn't realize it was that kind of cult. (laughs) We're not in the cult. They they brought us here against our will. I know it's kind of freeing. Did you did you so uh, did you try fighting them too? No, never got to that point. They tricked me. They have one of those weird, uh, jagged culty knives. Uh, I figured it was what it was—a um, waste of my time. Oh, uh, I tried to try to hit the the one elven guy and the taters, and then, uh, he stabbed me, so I threw his knife in the toilet. your arm it was uh yeah well i've had it worse did <laughs> uh, they happen to leave you some cards been here a while we're kind of bored <laughs> yep
0: Are you hurt from uh, no. are you hurt from getting your ass whooped?
1: Nah no, I didn't get my ass whooped. I got my shoulder stabbed and then I put the knife in the toilet. I think I got my licks in. One way or another. You want me to take a look at that? I know a little bit about healing. I mean, sure, but you know, I'll probably just spit on it and I'll be fine.
0: That's the same mentality my pops has.
1: (laughs) Walk over there, do a medicine check on him. Um, I mean, my pop might tell me to to walk it off, but I don't really know how to walk off an arm wound. Rub some dirt on it, it's fine.